views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants and no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. My goodness, we are one week away from the election, folks. One week away. And as we uh, kick off the Power Hour, the Power Hour is brought to you by K's. You know, they have such a nice layout. You can uh, check them out on Facebook. I love the, uh, they're continuing. Boy, those igloos are just fantastic. And I really love the way they have adapted to. This is just the the situation that they're in. Folks, stop in and see them. They're at K's. Uh, you can eat there or you can take out. Either way, it's such a tradition. And uh, again, John and David do such a terrific job, folks. Stop in and see them at K's. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday. Now, I want to uh, play. I heard about this last night, and I mentioned it last hour. And I I actually notified one of the people involved here that there's this anarchist group that is posting information about the addresses of the Providence Police. Here's Tim White. We Here's Tim White. Police are investigating several social media posts as potential cybercrime. Now, these posts were made against Providence police officers. Uh, some of them show images of individual officers and what is believed to be their home addresses. Another post directly threatens a Providence police officer with potential bodily harm and a member of their family. Uh, I spoke with Rhode Island State Police Colonel James Manny, who confirmed that they are investigating these posts and, and told me that if it is determined that the threat is credible, anyone who made it will be held accountable. I also talked to Providence Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry, and he said the state police are handling this investigation because the officers that were named in these posts live outside the city. He said the state police fusion center is involved in this investigation and the fusion center is an agency run by the state police that shares threat related information among state, city, uh, and federal investigators. Now it's unclear exactly when the posts happened, but we do know uh, they were put up after the crash that involved a Providence police officer and a moped uh, driven by 24 year old Jamal Gonzalez. That crash has sparked some protests, and now it looks like uh, it has also sparked these social media posts uh, that we're talking about here. Uh, If there are any updates, if uh, state police make any arrests, we'll make sure to update you here on WPRI.com. Again, folks, that is uh, Tim White. And I want to mention, see, this is just how how these people operate. This is, and and it is an account that I want to check again. I... Well, no, I want to give credit to Larry, uh, who was the one, originally one that posted it. Now, Larry pretty thought Antifa did it. I don't, I'm not convinced of that. Um, But this group that did post it, they posted uh, some things in the course of the summertime. It's still up. Whoever posted it, I'm not going to give it out. I don't want to, I don't want to give it any type of. Fuel, fuel to it, if you haven't seen it. But this particular organization had like posted a threat against uh, the individual. Well, here it is now. Now, Channel Ten has purge of Providence social media post catches attention of 
police press conference. They addressed it. We've seen that created on Snapchat. Oh, the image was created on Snapchat. Cre- promotes a purge of Providence fictional movie. Um, last week, if you have insist, let me play the uh, Channel Ten version um, of this uh, whole thing. Uh, I think who's I think this is uh, Barbara Moore Silver. I just want to hear hear her version of. Uh, this whole business. Folks, if you haven't seen it, log on to the website, depetro.com, and you can uh, read about this whole business of the uh, purge of Providence. Let me see if I can. Seen it is promoting a purge of Providence on Halloween weekend. It has some people in the city concerned, and now police are involved. NBC 10's Tyler Dumont is live tonight in Providence with the details. Hey, Tyler. Barbara, police confirmed today. That- They are very much aware of this post. They haven't said yet whether they think it's credible, but they are actively monitoring it. This is the image making the rounds of social media, promoting a purge of Providence on Halloween weekend and calling itself not a peaceful protest. Now it's caught the attention of the city's police. We've seen that and hopefully I just ask anyone that's angry over this case or any other case, Um, Please do it peacefully whenever you protest. The idea of a so-called purge is playing off a popular fictional movie and TV series of the same name. The plot revolves around a night when all crime, including murder, is temporarily legal. Ironically, the third installment of the fictional franchise was partially shot in Providence. But police say any real crimes will not be tolerated. Violence has no place, and we hope that it's not violence, although the posting is troubling. Last week, Governor Gina Raimondo urged Rhode Islanders to avoid gatherings on Halloween weekend as the state continues to deal with a sharp rise in positive coronavirus cases. If you insist on having a party, and if your party is greater than 15 people, then we will shut you down. And once again, police have not said yet whether they think this post is credible and... Let me go back to this a little bit. I want to just hear this report again, folks. And now police are involved. NBC 10's Tyler Dumont is live tonight in Providence with the details. Hey, Tyler. Barbara, police confirmed today they are very much aware of this post. They haven't said yet whether they think it's credible, but they are actively monitoring it. This is the image making the rounds of social media, promoting a purge of Providence on Halloween weekend and calling itself not a peaceful protest. Now it's caught the attention of the city's police. We've seen that and hopefully I just ask anyone that's angry over this case or any other case. Um, Please do it peacefully whenever you protest. The idea of a so-called purge is playing off a popular fictional movie and TV series of the same name. The plot revolves around a night when all crime, including murder, is temporarily legal. Ironically, the third installment of the fictional franchise was partially shot in Providence. The police say any real crimes will not be tolerated. Violence has no place, and we hope that it's not violence, although the posting is troubling. Last week, Governor Gina Raimondo urged Rhode Islanders to avoid gatherings on Halloween weekend as the state continues to deal with a sharp rise in positive coronavirus cases. If you insist on having a party, and if your party is greater than 15 people, then we will shut you down. 
And once again, police have not said yet whether they think this post is credible. And right now they are still continuing to watch it very closely. They also haven't said anything about who may be behind the post. We're live in Providence, Tyler Dumont, NBC 10 News. All right, folks, again, that is the uh, Channel uh, 10 version of uh, the story. And then I want to also just hear... Channel 6, to their credit, Channel 6, uh, folks, good afternoon at 114. Channel 6 has a new news director, and I've noticed that they're, um, that they're, you know, I also want to touch on this. This whole thing in Philadelphia is ridiculous. The guy had a knife. The guy absolutely had a knife. And they still went went crazy when, uh, oh, they don't have sound on it. He, he went after police with a knife. And then they still went after him in that manner. I, I don't, for the life of me, get that in any way. So now election day, folks, is one week from today. And let's see, I'm also seeing this. Oh, okay. Now that's interesting. Uh, Derek Silva, not sure who has to hear this, but the purge flyer has been circulating for years in Providence. Same exact flyer relax so that is um head of the uh providence firefighters union saying that so um that's an interesting uh very interesting development but i want to find the um i want to find the latest on i thought president trump folks last night on the campaign trail right now if you've been following a lot of the rallies he has just been um really at the top of his game right now i think he's been at the top of his game and the crowds are as big as ever and um i want to um i just want to play some of it folks just because you know again kind of with what we've been talking about it, it is as if they want they want the the whole thing to just people say it's not even worth voting yeah i was gonna vote but it just looks as if the whole thing is over and there's no reason to vote and i want to go back to kimberly strassel on uh, fox news sunday overseas why do you think this is a big deal well, I think it's a big deal because of what you just brought up with Governor Whitmer. Is There's a lot of people that are trying to make this solely about whether or not you can prove Joe Biden cashed in um, and, and got money. But the real issue here is influence peddling. And what we know now, look, I think it's really important, is that uh, when now that Hunter Biden's partner, uh, former partner has come out, this is real. And he's provided documentation. A lot of people are understanding this is not Russian disinformation. This is a real story. And what it makes exceptionally clear is that Hunter Biden was using the family name to drum up a lot of dollars. And it also calls into question Joe Biden's uh, truthfulness with the American people. He has said repeatedly, I have not discussed my son's business. But if these documents are to be believed, he indeed met with Hunter's former partner. There is a potential possibility, given this equity document we saw, that Hunter was going to hold a stake in Joe Biden's name. I mean, I think he does have to answer some questions about this now at least she's bringing it up folks and what's also amazing is that notice no other media has pounced on that i mean she makes a very very valid point and here is also by the way 
Biden during his uh, 60 Minutes interview. Every single qualified person to a four-year college in their state for $150 billion. I Hold on. Price community college can go, and we still have One a lot of money left over. That's what I mean by significant. Here we go. Send every single qualified person to a four-year college in their state for $150 billion. I can make sure every single person qualifies community college can go, and we still have a lot of money left over. That's what I mean by significant institutional changes. The nonpartisan tax policy center and others have questioned whether Joe Biden's corporate minimum tax plan would raise as much money as he estimates. After our interview, Mr. Biden's staff told us he misspoke and that the cost of free public college could be twice as much as he said. Twice as much. I'll tell you, Nora O'Donnell, her interview with the two of them in 60 Minutes was so much better than Leslie Stahl. Not even close. Not even close. And that Kamala Harris, with the whole condescending approach that Kamala Harris has and had on 60 Minutes, folks, that, that laugh. Like, is this person really going to be, you know, that's actually trending right now. Bursts out laughing, whether you're a progressive or socialist. Why is she always laughing? I, will, uh, I can't stand I will do, that. I promise you this, and this is what Joe wants me to do. This was part of our deal. I will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront. And I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. No, it is the perspective of of a woman who grew up a a black child in America, who was Uh also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know, likes hip hop. (laughs) What do you want to know? What I laughing. Why is she always laughing? That is, it's condescending. It's not genuine. And by the way, this whole business of her likes hip hop. Yeah, she said her favorite rapper allied is Tupac. Not to get into it too much. But she also said that this whole business of um, when she was in college, who her favorite rapper was, and it wasn't uh, always the laughing and the fly. Let me hear this a B was following her around, apparently. Colorado, Washington State, Oregon State, California, we've all been dealing with these wildfires. I mean, literally, the whole community is burning. Um, I've been meeting this wildfire. All right, so there was a bee flying around her, and she says that it's not a fly. And that's supposed to be the joke of... Her and Rachel Maddow laughing about the whole situation. Um, that nervous laugh, though, boy, it just stands out. And even she is the most liberal person. Let me let me watch this again. Here we go. In the policies that you've supported in the past, you're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But yeah, well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for all. You've supported legalizing marijuana. Joe Biden doesn't support those things. So, are you going to bring the policies, those progressive policies that you supported as senator, into a Biden administration? 
What I will do, and I promise you this, and this is what Joe wants me to do, this was part of our deal. I will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront. And I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. <laughs> Why is that funny? No, it is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America uh. who was also a prosecutor uh. who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India who also, you know, uh. likes hip hop. <laughs> What do you want to know? Well, I want to give you. I want to give you the opportunity. Why? Why is that? I. I don't. You know. And again, I don't want to get into like Goodfellas. Like, what's so fun? Like, but what is so funny about that? It's a serious interview. She's laughing at Nora O'Donnell, who's asking very serious questions. Um, I think that deserves a. Why are you laughing? I boy, I can't. Who Who are the people going into the booth saying I can't wait to vote for her and Biden? The trouble that we are going to be in. Folks, right now, good afternoon on this uh, Tuesday, Election Day. One week from today, it's John DePietro. It's one twenty-three in the afternoon. And this portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health in Cumberland. That's right. Stop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. You can call her at 305-3585. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, a kyberry, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. And on top of that can be purchased by the ounce, plus boxed herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products for oral topical use, natural skin care products. It's my health in Cumberland. Pop, pop in and see them. And remember, maybe you're having... <coughs> Excuse me, trouble sleeping? Well, Marie can help you with that. Uh, natural skincare products. Also, keep in mind, reflexologists, massage therapy, and Pilates. Stop it and see Marie. But folks, she's so knowledgeable. This is this is the time you need to be healthy. This is the time you want to be healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health in Cumberland. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Or call her at 401 401- 305-3585, right across from Davenport's restaurant. It's It's My Health in Cumberland. Marie is so knowledgeable. And she also has some different ingredients that you could sprinkle into your meals. And they're good for you, and they're healthy, and they're delicious as well. It's My Health in Cumberland. Now, I've been mentioning to Petro.com quite a bit. Folks, when you're there, remember, DePetro.com brought to you by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, residential, commercial, car keys, security cameras. Danny Greslin and Son, 401-349-0042, online at AllstateLock.com. Now, on DePetro.com, you're going to see all different types of, um, all different types of stories and unique stories and stories you can't get anywhere else. It's all at the website, dipetro.com. Now, yesterday I had on Bernard, who is the stepfather for Jamal Gonzalez. And those of you, he is so gracious 
and I've now had him on um, several times. And he gave us, I was, he gave us a pretty good update, Bernard Tribble, regarding Jamal's health. If you missed the interview, it is posted on the website, depetro.com. Now, as I was speaking to him yesterday afternoon, the family held a press conference with their now attorney. And I want to be sensitive. Everyone wants this young man. Everyone wants him to recover. This is terrible what has happened, what his family has gone through. And nobody wants to jump to conclusions. Last week, there was terrible unrest because of this. And I want to credit the family for saying we want no part of the violence. We want no part of the unrest. And if you're going to do a protest in the name of Jamal Gonzalez, do it. It's got to be during daytime, done by nighttime. And we, we just don't want any part of it. But at the same time, the attorney general and the police, they showed them the body cam footage on Sunday. Everyone else learned it Monday. So far, it would seem the attorney general, Pina Narona, has included them in, you know, every step of the way. And even given them the courtesy of letting them see things, both the attorney general and the Providence police ahead of time. Before it just hits the general public. And, I, I, you know, I, I have no problem with that. And I think that is certainly a courteous thing to do. And I think they're doing the right thing. But I have to admit, I am a little uncomfortable. The media is not asking any questions of the attorney, who seems very sharp. And I'm on their list. They let me know they have in the press briefing. I couldn't go yesterday, but I'll definitely get there. But, you know, this, this whole business of it just seems a little bit that they're getting in front of themselves a little bit with if we want to back up for a minute not this past Sunday the Sunday before you had a young man 24 years old Jamal Gonzalez who lives in Middletown who somehow was on an unregistered an unregistered moped scooter if you will during uh, this big ride out that they were doing now he owns different vehicles but maybe he borrowed it from a friend of his I, I don't that hasn't been you know that hasn't been determined no one seemingly has asked was that his bike and how did he get there did someone store it for him? I doubt he drove all the way from Middletown on that. Um, right now it's 128 in the afternoon. I'm just saying some questions that I think that the media could ask. Now, granted, I didn't go yesterday. I've been to a lot of things. I had another conflict. I had been at the Providence Public Safety Complex prior to that. But what I'm trying to figure out is you see in the video that the Providence police have released that Jamal Gonzalez, the person identified as him, he's doing figure eights around the police cars. And while he's doing that, he is holding up one finger to the police and it's not the number one. It's one finger. We call it the table for one salute, but he's not 
doing that. So he is weaving in and out on an unregistered vehicle, flipping off the police. Well, the police then went after him. They went after someone who was weaving in and out, I would imagine not following commands, on an unregistered vehicle, who was flipping them off. Now, from what I understand, if memory serves me correctly, if you flip off a police officer, I believe that they can give you some kind of a ticket for that. I I don't know the extent of it. We'll talk to Tim Dodd about it. I don't know how serious it is, but it's... Definitely outside the boundaries of the law. So someone is riding along on an unregistered scooter with 300 other bikes and no one's following the rules. Flipping off police. They begin to pursue. And then an attempt to get away. He crashes his bike, it would seem. The most important thing I think police need to determine is who knocked down the stop sign. Because as I have told you, and as the video shows, it would seem that the stop sign is what did the damage to him. And it seems that the stop sign, it it, it would seem that he, the officer did not crash in. When you first saw it, it looked like he rammed him from behind and crashed him into the wall. And now we've learned it does not seem that that happened. Put it this way. If there's any video of him crashing into his bike, we haven't seen it yet. I also noticed yesterday the attorney said, well, we have some eyewitnesses that were there. And the media didn't say anything. No one said anything. Now, granted, I wasn't there, but I would have said, so let me get this straight. We have video, but you're saying you have an eyewitness Who's going to what? Testify to contradict the video? If you're watching a football game and the ref that is at the 20 yard line makes a call on a catch in the end of the end zone, maybe from where that ref is standing, it looks like he didn't have both feet in. Then what do they do? Let's look at it from this angle. Let's look at it from the pylon. Let's look at it from this angle. And many times they say, you know what? That's a touchdown. He did have his feet in. And then the the referee comes out and says, after review of the play, the play, review of the call, the play is a touchdown. The receiver had both legs and both feet in. Boom. They reversed the call. Maybe he ruled it out. I think you get the point. My point is, the person who was filming was behind The video that they've come up with is on the side, and they don't have any definitive one way or the other. But the attorney yesterday holding the press conference of the family seemed to indicate as if the fact that the video contradicts or what we're going to have an eyewitness say doesn't mean anything to us. Who cares what the video says? We have an eyewitness that says he hit him and then he hit the wall. <laughs> no one asked about that. I have to start to go more when the attorney, again, the, his mother, Bernard's wife, seems wonderful. They didn't say a word. They were there. The attorney's representing them. But I, I just want to get, what are we, I would have said if I had gone, what are we talking about here, right? 
Now, obviously, that lawyer's not there unless there's, you know, let's let's all be honest, unless there's money involved. He said yesterday he didn't think it was going to go to a grand jury. I don't get the sense maybe some people want the officer fired. It would seem where the city is going to be on the hook based on what I've seen. And if you, by the way, if you log on at Dipetro.com, we broke it down, folks, frame by frame. No one's broken it down the way we have. Log on at the website, Dipetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Dipetro.com brought to you by Operation Made, encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time, Operation Made. The, um, what, what I see is that he didn't hit him. Now, a car did pull out, and then they're saying he tried to swerve around him. That's possible. That is possible. You know, at one of the, the last press conferences, I asked about that other cruiser, and no one said anything. But now they are looking at that. Maybe he, I don't know why the officer pulled out. And then it does seem odd. He tried to take the turn. Now, they say, well, that was a dead-end street. Why would he go? Well, you don't know it's a dead end. And I was on that street. Those of you who have seen I've been on that street now several times. I don't, I don't think there's even a sign that says dead end. Not that I saw. I don't, I don't know if he would take that knowing it's a dead end. I think he was taking it. Maybe, maybe because his path was blocked. And then the officer following him, he doesn't make the turn. He is on the ground, kind of wipes out. You do hear the, 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 screech, the screeching of the tire. And then you do hear a collision. I, 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 it's what I had initially said, folks. What I heard was that the stop sign did the damage. The stop sign was knocked over by the police officer. And that's what clocked him in the head. And that's what they may be on the hook on. But my point is, that attorney, who's obviously there, folks, represent the family. Nothing wrong with that. Some people feel maybe moving a little too quickly on that. That's fine. But so far, he has conducted himself very professionally. Um, but I'm just trying to. So you you come in. You don't live in Providence. You come in from out of town. You're on an unregistered vehicle. You're riding around, flipping off the police with a group of other people who are, many of them, clearly breaking the law with their vehicles. You're not following police commands. As a result of that, the police go after you. You then don't pull over. You run from the police or speed away. You then crash. And now the city has to pay you a monetary settlement. There's just something about that. I can't put my... It, it just, no one's asking that. Like, is that what we're talking about here? Because it doesn't sound like it's race. doesn't sound that way. All right, I want to talk about the presidential election. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, remember, is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and also online. Call them 401-732-6562, 732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. All right. Well, folks, as you know, I mean, we are in now. This is it. Final week. Uh, I want to be very clear. I don't trust the local vote. There was a poll that came out last night. That showed Biden winning big in Massachusetts. I don't think that that's accurate. 
The poll they had had Biden at 65% in Massachusetts, President Trump at 29. Now, in the past, believe it or not, Rhode Island has even gone more blue than Mass. We're going to have to wait and see next Tuesday. But are we going to know next Tuesday? Um, are we even going to know? 67 million people have already voted. Who's voting? A lot of Trump people are voting. A lot of Trump people are voting. A lot of people are voting early. I, I don't I don't like the whole mail ballot thing. I don't like the voting early. A lot of the people that are lined up to vote. How do they how are there are some people that how do they who's telling them to get in line and vote? I, I just there's just problems with this whole thing that I don't like. Last night, by the way, I also want to mention that was a beautiful ceremony for that ACB. She is Amy Coney Barrett. Absolutely terrific. Um, let me, um, Providence Police Union respond to threatening social media. If the roles are reversed, to be outraged within the community because it's against police officers. No one cares. That's wrong. I disagree with that. People do care. I think more people care than they realize um, that they're, this group is putting out the address of the head of the police union. And then also the address of the officer who is driving. And Michael Amandi said posts are intended as a direct threat to our safety. If they're reversed, it'd be outraged. But because it's police, no one cares. It doesn't matter. Innocent parties, family members being brought in, put in danger. Um, they don't care. Let me see if I can get Michael on the line. He was actually, I'm not speaking in confidence. I tipped him off to it last night. Larry, who's listing. Um, he also was actually the one that, that uh, let me just see if I can get him. Um, can you join me on the radio now? Um, Larry had, had tipped me off on it. And then Michael had told me the state police were looking into it. But the answer is they, they don't care. I mean, he's not totally wrong. Um, do they care about that? It, it is a double standard. It is a double standard. Um, as far as it is a direct threat to the safety. If roles reverse, it'd be outrage. That's true. And these are the same group that this is the same group that they tell me and they get upset. They say you, you shouldn't film the face of protesters. And they get upset with me. And by the way, they are progressive embedded journalist won't do that the embedded journalist won't cover anything that shows them in a negative light and as many of you know what would be the reason why they don't want me to film them because i don't carry the narrative it comes down to this they don't like my coverage last wednesday last wednesday that shanna curlin she got arrested and Cranston police listed me in the police report. They were used in the footage. When they first grabbed her, the progressive media and her, her supporters were saying police grabbed her off the sidewalk. She wasn't even doing anything wrong. And then Cranston police said, well, actually, John DePietro, Facebook Live, Juan captured your arrest. And she, I heard she was, her jaw hit the, the floor because her embedded, okay. 
Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I saw Channel 12 story. Um, uh, their people wouldn't have reported it. They, they, they wouldn't have shown her doing anything wrong, is, the, is what I want to say. They never show. If the protesters break the law, they won't show it. And that's why, that's really the reason why they don't like me covering them. But the police deserve to have someone cover them. The police deserve to have someone. And the way that I look at this, folks, and again, right now at uh, 142 on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, oh, okay. I don't know what you. Okay. Um, the way I view this. Is the protesters, the far left, the anarchists, the defund the police, they have their coverage. They have their coverage. That's fine. Right? It's it's really not reality. It's not what's happening. The local media goes along with their coverage. They don't really push back. You never hear anything. Um, and so my view is, well, why... Why can't I cover it? And then I do my version of how I see it, right? So the progressives have their journalists, and there's more of them than me, them covering it, and they put out their way they want to cover it, and then I got my way. What's wrong with that? You think it's the American? No, they don't like that. Nope. See, that doesn't fit the narrative. No, no, no. You can't. No, you're not. Co- that's what they say. You're not covering this. Nope. We're gonna- no, 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 no. Either you put it out the way we want it. What is going to happen if Biden gets elected? What is going to happen to the, they're going to be emboldened? So my response is no, 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 no. You don't decide how the story gets covered. I decide how the story gets covered. You don't have to follow my. Why are they all watching my coverage? Why are they so concerned? Because it goes against the narrative. It goes against the narrative. That they want, that the police are the aggressors. You know, I didn't see it, but shame on any media that will say police sprayed protesters with pepper spray, but won't say what caused the police to spray the protesters. That's not accurate reporting, but that's the way they want it reported. And this whole business of, you know, and, and uh, by the way, the Providence Journal did do a good editorial because that Kat Kerwin, uh, the Antifa queen, she was saying, you know, you shouldn't show the faces of young protesters. Their jobs are on the line, blah, blah. Excuse me. If you want to advertise your protest, if you want to march down a public street, you are opening yourself up. You're announcing, I want to march on the streets. I want to be at the state. I want to be that. No one is stopping that. But the same way that you have a right to march and protest that way, guess what? I have a right to cover you in that way. So, Kat Kerwin hangs out at a bar that says, kill the cop in your head. Who is so quick to go after the PC kids and call them racists. Who is so quick to be screaming at the police. 
you know, saying, tell them to blank and get over it. I mean, this is the filth that we're talking about. Now, I can't wait till she runs for re-election because I don't know who's going to run against her. I know a number of people are talking about moving into her district, but I will do whatever I can. I will offer my services free of charge to help to defeat someone like that. She snuck in. They didn't know what she stood for. She was young and energetic. And and then anytime she makes a mistake, I'm just a 22. This is the same person that was cheering on people rioting at the mall. This is the same person that said vandalize those statues. Smash a window if it feels good. Blank the police. Absolutely. And a council person. Disgraceful. Going after the PC kids. They're racist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. As if Providence can't do any better than that. Folks, people have had it. Now, as far as people ask me, what was in 2016, I, had, I, just, I knew President Trump was going to win. I just knew because everywhere I went, people would say quietly, whisper, I'm with you. I was out. Right. I was obviously out there and people knew I was with him and I was supporting him. And I just felt he ran a great race and was going to win. This time, people are asking me, who do you it's tough because of all. By the way, Rhode Island's not the only place with fraudulent voting. Right. Voter fraud is is rampant everywhere. Sixty seven million people have already voted. That makes me nervous. Especially the Trump people are all waiting. They, they're going to try to steal the election. There's no question about that. And folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show. Again, this portion of the program is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call, I'll tell you, Roland and Willie are just terrific. Call them 401-688-0517. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. Bro- come on, brother. Brothers Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Now these purple dumpsters—they're terrific. Maybe you're uh, cleaning out your garage, your attic, uh, your basement. Come on, brother, brother's disposal. Four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. I'll tell you else about brother's disposal. First of all, you get to deal with Willie and Roland, who are terrific. But on top of that, you can have the dumpster for 10 days. Their competitors, you can have the dumpster for a certain price for seven days. Not with Brothers Disposal. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. It's Brothers Disposal. 401-688-0517. They are just uh, fantastic. Folks, remember now, visit the website, depetro.com. Depetro.com. Brought to you by Just Angels. They have beautiful gifts, custom religious items, remembrance gifts, hundreds of other products. Log on justangelsonline.com justangelsonline.com and there's I post some of the gifts that you can get on the Facebook page and they're they're just beautiful and uh, if you want to pray for police officers there's a special if you know a police officer you could get them something like that or a, a police member family if you want to pray for President Trump there's special religious items for that uh, if someone passed away and you want to give them something that is um is terrific so, uh, again, it's at the website, justangelsonline.com. No, I agree. The, um, this business of posting police officers' addresses is intended as a direct threat to their safety. It is. 
And if the roles reverse, they'd be going ballistic. They are investigating. They have an investigation going. Um, authorities, state police are involved. There are uh, all legal resource being made available to try to get to the bottom of it. But I, in the past, this particular, the, the purge they're saying started on TikTok. I didn't know that. This particular post where they're going after police officers putting their dresses on social media, and I'm not going to give it any credit, but this same account um, <laughs> this same account in the summertime they, they this is not the first time they've done this where they post various things online in this case it's police officers I'm not going to give it any type of publicity we're not going to do that and the, the statement put out is exactly right are you kidding me Again, these are the same people. They don't want a protester's face. They don't want you marching down the street. And by the way, if you want to see some of the protesters, log on at topetro.com. We have beautiful photos on the website from Friday night. Number one, the Providence Police. But number two, hey, there are the protesters. There they are. So what? You're marching. You're marching. You didn't get arrested. You're walking on a public street. You're trying to charge into Federal Hill. There you are. And the people we're working with were saying, oh, no, no, you can't, you can't uh, publish that. What, what, what are you talking about? Then don't go to the state house. Then don't, then don't do that in that way. You don't have to. Who's making you do that? No one's making you do that. So, no, it's, it's absolutely um, disgraceful what is, in fact, uh, going on in the double standard that they think that can go on in the city. And that's what it comes down to. It is a complete double standard that they think that can go on. And they they think also that they can put out the addresses of police officers. There's another bike, illegal bike in the city on Manton Avenue. They think that that's, that's what they're encouraging. But what I also don't think that and folks, again, at 11.52, remember, it's John DiPietro, 99.9 FM, AM 1380. This portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Hey, they're talking snow this weekend. What? That's right, J.K.L. The heating season is here. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Call J.K.L. Over 50 years. What's that? Your heating system's not working? Call JKL, 401-351-7600. Remember, they do it right, and they do it right the first time. They are talking about snow in the uh, in the forecast, folks, for Friday. I, I, I can't believe it either, but they are saying that. I mean, but is anybody really surprised? I mean, as if, I know we're thinking, like, the year couldn't get any worse, but I hate snow and leaves. And I have not had my leaves picked up yet. So I'm going to be one of those people. But it, it will hopefully go away because then it heats up a little bit after that. And one thing is the snow, uh, boy, the next few days, rain tomorrow, rain Thursday, and then maybe snow Friday, and then Saturday, uh, 46 degrees. So it should uh, heat up and hope. And Sunday, 57. And then all sunny next weekend, kind of. 
melt it all away. But um, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. So, but I also want to um, point out is I, 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 listen, obviously nothing is changing my vote. And I mean, nothing is changing my vote. I am voting for the president. Doesn't matter. I don't care. And they, they don't, they don't understand. They don't, they don't even want to understand. They don't want to understand that this is bigger than just President Trump. The lawyer has a big interest in big money at the end of the day is an understatement. But I noticed that at these press briefings, it's still all anti-police. Why did police offer Narcan? Why did the police do this? Why did the police do that? If you heard my interview yesterday with Providence Police Chief Hugh Clemens, and again, folks, right now at 154, it's John DePietro on this Tuesday on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, uh, DePietro.com. Click listen live, DePietro.com. Brought to you by Just Angels. Why not? They're a supporter of the website. You can get some beautiful gifts, custom religious items, and more. Link right through Just Angels, Gifts from the Heart, JustAngelsOnline.com. Chief, uh, Providence Police Chief Hugh Clemens. You know, so yesterday I was at that briefing, and Commissioner Perry was handling it, and then Mayor Lorza wanted to talk a little bit. And then Mayor Lorza did not want to really take my question, if you caught it. And instead, he wanted to, uh, he gave a very, very long answer to someone in Spanish. And I was just asking for a base of a follow-up, which is supposed to be allowed. Uh, when you ask a question, ideally, after they answer it, um, I think I may have it. We're investigating every aspect of this. Oh, is the one I'm like, let's, let's hear from him. And what's going on about that? No, he gets that. Hold on, folks. I figured the mayor... Oh, so this is me yesterday at the oh, press okay. conference. I have a question from Mayor Lorza, if you don't mind. Mr. Mayor, he doesn't um, answer it. What What did you learn by watching this additional footage released today that prior that maybe that you didn't know prior to seeing this information today? Now, there's a lot of things you could say there. Here's what I would say: I learned just how calm and cool under pressure our Providence police were. They were doing everything to try to treat him. It was a very chaotic scene. And I came away from that feeling very confident about, instead, listen to the, he doesn't even give an answer. So, back in the beginning, yeah, we know that. Uh, right. We already established that. I would hope so. I don't know how much uh, additional light they shed. Um, over the other videos that we, that we have seen, at least four, that a lot more. Listen, he won't give me a follow-up. It's not too early. He could have said, from what I've seen, the cruiser didn't hit the bike. That's what I saw. He could have. We know that. Boy, talk about another non-answer. Well, give me a follow-up. Here we go. All right, attention. People of the city, pack up now. 
everyone in Silver Lake. Start packing. The purge is coming. Oh, folks, he's talking to them in Spanish. I'm encouraging all Guatemalans. Get out of town fast. The white rioters are coming. Even I'm leaving the city. I'll be staying in Central Falls until everything blows over. You think I'm sticking around here? El Rongo. I encourage all of you to lock your doors and don't go out for Halloween. I'll let you know when it's safe to come back. But for now, you should be off like a prom dress as this purge thing is hitting my city. Uh, folks, so there it is. Now, that's interesting. Someone tipped me off that he was uh, giving secret messages to uh, some of the followers. I had not fully transcribed that. So there's some new information. All right, folks, it's 159. It's John DePietro. And uh, coming up, it is going to be the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. We have a lot more tomorrow. Tomorrow, Governor Mundo press briefing. Don't forget. J. Perry Paving for all your paving projects, residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Call J. Perry Paving today. Free estimate, any project, 401-732-1730. 732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Crack driveway, call them. Facebook or online, get a free quote. Letter J, jperrypaving.com. It's Sean DePietro. Hey, listen, enjoy this Tuesday. We'll see what the weather brings over the next couple of days. The countdown is on as far as... um. WNRI Winsocket, W236CW, W260DC. W-N-R-I.